0: Hebrews eleven, eight to ten, if you want to look in your own Bibles at it this morning, it will come up on the screen at various places. It says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of the promise as in a foreign land living in tents with isaac and jacob heirs with him of the same promise for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is god i wonder what style of life are you trying to live what Thing do you think will make your life meaningful when you've achieved it, when you've attained it? What future building are you laying the foundations for now? What crop are you sowing for in the future? You know, there are so many visions of life, so many styles of life to choose from around us, aren't there? We could go for this, you know, a banatine style self-made man or woman a real achiever in life. Or we could maybe look to this, just our aim is to have the perfect, most comfortable home we can possibly have in this world. We want it to be beautiful and perfect in every way. So many magazines point to this, don't they? When you have this style of life, oh, then then there'll be no more worries. Maybe, maybe you're just looking and fighting to be the perfect parent. Maybe you're trying for this, though. This is, your, this is your aim. This is your focus. If I can just get this right, not make the mistakes that my parents made before me. So many blogs place pressure on ladies to do this in particular, don't they? Maybe you're trying to be uh, like me and Chris here, an elite sports person. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> You know, Or it's it's sports, It's, it's achievement. You want to just be better and better and better at something. And when you finally attain that next level of being better at something, you will be happy when you've beaten the next person. Or maybe it's this one. This is a big one at the moment, isn't it? Aspire to be yourself. Be yourself, whatever that may be. One who has inner peace in this world. Or is just alternative to everyone around them. That's what happiness is about. It's a style of life. Do you know, the Bible points to a style of life that we are to look to. And it's a style of life that is fundamentally different to all of these at its core. It looks fundamentally different to all of these. And he's calling you to live this style of life with him. And throughout the Bible... God gives us some outstanding examples, some great parents to look to and to teach us and to direct us throughout the family and the history of the family of God of what this lifestyle that God desires looks like. And none of these shine brighter in the Bible than this guy here, Father Abraham who demonstrates brilliantly and simply what the style of life God wants his people to display, his church, his children to build towards, to aspire to in their hearts and their actions. Abraham's full story is found in Genesis, the book of Foundations and Beginnings, the very first book. He is the start of God's chosen family that runs right the way through and threads through the Bible to you and me today. And as such, he holds the core family traits that God wants to see in his chosen, set-apart people. People who are set apart from all the pagans and lifestyles of the world. And here, in Hebrews 11, we have a brilliant summary of what his style of life was like. And I just want to draw out some things with you this morning. And what we essentially see is the following. Firstly, we see this. Abraham went on a journey not knowing where he was going. And he went out not knowing where he was going. I wonder, imagine me, if you will, next Sunday, Chris C.B. comes back after a lovely week off with friends A successful man in a successful city and he steps up to the microphone and his first words to us were, hey guys I'm leaving, I'm going out from this place, I'm leaving my house, I'm leaving my friends, I'm leaving my life, I'm leaving this great city of history, of culture, I'm not even waiting for Liverpool to win the league before I go, too soon on a Chelsea day. I'm leaving the city that was once one of the most powerful cities and the most powerful empires on earth. And I'm off. And you ask him where where to Chris where you going mate? And his response is I don't know. What'd do you say? What do, what do you mean you don't know Chris? What do you mean? You're not moving for a job. Tourist Chris had a nasty bump on the head. Have you really thought this through mate? might be some of my questions. My counsel would be that this sounds like a really bad idea. Yet, this is exactly how Abraham's lifestyle that pleased God began. Abraham's family lived in probably one of the first great empires on earth, Mesopotamia here, which is that blue ring there. And initially in one of its key cities, Ur, a port trading city, that was a pivotal point where two major rivers met and entered into the Persian Gulf. The historians say this, position, this city would have possessed a great wealth and was a place where the citizens enjoyed a level of comfort unknown in other cities of the time. And later he moved to the north, a place called Haran, where his family had grown wealthy and secure. We see this in Genesis 4. But God calls him to go from this place, speaking of an alternative plan for his life, telling him there is a different sort of direction and legacy he wants him to have. In Genesis 12, to 3, God says this to him. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house and to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonours you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Leave all that you know and I promise to show you a land when you get there grow you into a different sort of a nation and bless all the families of the earth through you. So Abraham, this man of wealth, family name and stature in this place, when he hears this alternative for his life, he turns back on all that he had and he goes out from it. He literally stepped out of everything that other kingdom, that other empire stood for all that it was building, and went out at the age of 75, not knowing where he was going. That is the first thing we see in Abraham's style of life. If we move on, the second thing we see is that he went and lived as a vulnerable foreigner in another place. By faith, he went to live in the land of the promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Do you know, few things are as vulnerable as living in as a foreigner foreigner in another culture. Not knowing the language or what is right and wrong to do. My wife Becky recently told me of a woman she met who was a Hungarian woman who, uh, who didn't know any of the language. Her husband was here for work and she literally, for, for around six months, just hadn't been out of the house for fear of getting something wrong for fear of getting lost or what might happen to her because she had no knowledge of the culture around her. She was isolated totally because she was a foreigner in another nation. It's heartbreaking. Andy McCulloch, who's been involved in planting churches in Turkey and other nations, says this about living as a foreigner. When you enter a new culture, it can feel like a Death. You go from being competent and successful in your home culture to dependent and babyish in the new. You go from being able to express yourself to utter inarticulacy. You go from being respected to being misunderstood and unable to defend yourself. You go from feeling useful to to God to feeling the total opposite. Do you know, Abraham's style of life was this to step into this uselessness. Abraham didn't go to an isolated, unpopulated place initially, where he could start something separate. He went to a new culture as a nomad. He went to Canaan, which was populated by the Canaanites, with people whose ways and worship were actually hostile to God's. And he lived there in tents, someone without roots in that culture. And whilst in this place of vulnerability, after setting out directionless, God then decides to disclose that this was the land, this populated land was the very one that he wanted to give him. The very land of Canaan that he was stood in. Genesis 12, 6. To your offspring I give this land. This is the land that I promised you. God promised him an occupied land. An an occupied land where the people lived the style of life that did not please him. A land in which he was living as a stranger. And later, because of a famine, Abraham had to go to another very powerful nation, an ancient culture of Egypt, and he sought asylum to protect his family. As such, Abraham's style of life was repeatedly to having to live as a stranger in this world, at times a refugee, knowing all the vulnerabilities that have just been described to you. He didn't swap his security and his status that he would have had in his life in Ur and Haran for a new land where he was king and stronger, he willingly swapped it for what on the face of it was a far less secure style of life. That's the second thing we see in his style of life. Thirdly, we see that he he didn't just bet himself on this move, he bet everything on this move. He took his family and others with him. By faith he went to live in the land of the promise, as in a foreign land, leaving in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him in the same promise. You know, if you look at this story rightly, it's uh, mad enough that Abraham stepped out of his kingdom into vulnerability alone. But he didn't do it alone. He took everybody with him, his family, his possessions, his heirs, as he stepped out of one lifestyle and into another, way of living completely. In Genesis 12, 4 we read that when he left Haran to his new hometown, he took his wife and nephew Lot, I've written a joke here, which is terrible, who apparently was a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, I know, just, you know. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, that was, it was shameful that I wrote that down. Anyway, and all his possessions and his people they had acquired and set out of Canaan. Abraham didn't just gamble his own life on this move but everything and everyone he bought and led others with him on this journey to nowhere. He took his children and his children's children. Do you know by any worldly measure this is totally reckless. I don't think there's a financial advisor on earth that would Define this strategy as a good way to live and build a good future for your family. So I've often read stories of missionaries who took their families to foreign nations with them. Sometimes to harsh environment, sometimes with dire consequences. And my response is one of fear. My response is one of what? Do you know, maybe I could just about get the trust myself to move to one of these places... But my wife, my kids, could I lead them to give up all that they knew? Jobs, friends, schools? But this is what Abraham did. He gambled everything on this move. Why? Why did he do this? Why did he, his mad example of life that we see here become the example that, that God wants us to look to? And we see this running throughout the whole scripture we see that he did this because he had faith in different foundations. Faith in different foundations. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place that he was to receive as an inheritance. By faith, he went to live in the land of the promise, as in a foreign land. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God he had faith in something different to the style of life that the world was living around him this was this faith was the defining feature of abraham's life hebrews 11 Verse 1 says faith is this, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not yet seen. Faith is an unseen of an certainty in your spirit that the things you hope for in the future and things not yet seen will come to pass. And Abraham was full of of this sort of faith this kind of faith, this kind of assurance this kind of certainty in his spirit governed his every move and we see in this passage that Abraham had this assurance and conviction in a couple of really key things verse 11, 8 we see that Abraham had such conviction that God's call And promised inheritance would come to pass, that he obeyed the command to leave all he knew and go on to a new future. He believed, he trusted God's voice when he called, and he trusted that God had promised him blessing. If he would get up and leave and go with him, take him by the hand and follow. In verse 9, we see again that he believed that if he lived as a weak foreigner in a culture that did not know God, that God would give him and his family that land. Even though this was not visible in the present, he had a deep conviction of certainty that even though not seen, God would do what he had promised. And finally, in verse 10, we see Abraham have more confidence, more assurance in what God was building than what those around him were building. In fact, so confident was he in that God was going to build a different, firmer city, that he was looking forward to it, we read here. He's anticipating it like a present on Christmas Day. A holiday booked in advance. His eyes were fixed on the kingdom that God was going to build on earth and in heaven. Do you know, I love the phrase here as I read it. It's the one that jumped out to me most vividly in verse 10. That he looked forward to the city that has foundations. The city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Do you know, I wonder if you were living in Liverpool in the 60s or through the slavery boom It must have felt like an unstoppable city. It must have been alive, influential in the world. But then some things happened to it, didn't they? The trade stopped. Trade with Europe began on the other side of the country. Thatcher's policies hit in the late 70s. You know, the problem with drugs in the north and cocaine came in in the 80s, you know, causing some parts of the city to become violent to fill the economic gap that was here. The boom, in many ways, became bust, didn't it, in those years? The foundations of this great city crumbled in those times and are actually only just being rebuilt now from the ground up. And Abraham understood this about kingdoms of the world. Long before any of the great worldly kingdoms had come and gone that we've seen, Before any of the great cities had really got going. That no earthly city or kingdom or lifestyle designed by man has true foundations. None of them can truly bring security. They will always crumble. But one designed by God, he could have total assurance of. It has foundations Real foundations on which lives can be built, on which true and lasting things can be built. Abraham was a man who looked at the world, the ups and downs of kingdoms and governments, and compared them to the foundations laid by God, and there was no comparison. I will assuredly hope in God. I will trust in his call because it is better than man, was what he said. Why did Abraham move his whole family into the unknown and live as a foreigner in this land? Why did he put all his eggs in one basket to follow God? Because he trusted God more than anything else. So when God spoke to go, he obeyed. When God promised blessing in an occupied land, he lived as a foreigner. And when there was a choice between putting his trust in a kingdom built by men or that which God wanted to build, there was no comparison. I will build my life on the rock, he said. I will move out of this sinking sand and look forward and devote my life to the city which has foundations. This was Abraham's style of life. This was the way he lived his life. And this is the style of life God wants us to adopt as Abraham's children. Above all other styles of life in the world, on top of those other ones. Look, if you're not a Christian here today, what Abraham did is exactly what God wants you to do this morning. He wants you to trust his voice and come out of all you find comfortable and secure in, into a foreign land where he will bless you and make you a blessing. To leave the kingdom you're currently in, which has no lasting foundations. The lifestyle you're pursuing and come into his kingdom, which is built on a very different eternal foundation the foundation that he laid in Christ Jesus in the bible jesus and the life he lived is described as the cornerstone the most important foundation stone of everything god is designing and building isaiah 28:16 says this and that anyone who believes comes to assuredly hope and trust in their spirit, in his life, in his death and his resurrection, will never be disappointed. God sent Jesus to live a perfect life and suffer a death of shame and judgment on our behalf so that we don't have to do either to be right and okay with God. When he had done this, he made a way for the very life and power of God to come dwell in us and lead us eternally by rising from the dead and sending the Holy Spirit to live within us and make us part of the eternal kingdom he is building. By trusting in this story of Jesus... God invites us to shift our foundations from the familiar to the unfamiliar, like Abraham did, out of this world onto a solid rock that he designed and built and laid, that although the world will change, storms will come, cities and fortunes will rise and fall, styles will come and go, he will never be moved. Romans ten nine says this, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll be saved. You'll be on solid ground. If you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, what Abraham did is the pattern for how God wants you to live and build your life. We've already heard it this morning, Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lead on your own understanding. Galatians 3.11 says this, those who are right with God, righteous, right standing in the right place with him, will live by faith. You know, when the Apostle Paul wrote these words, to the Galatians, he did so because although they had started the journey with God by stepping out in faith and trusting in his son, Jesus, and receiving the Holy Spirit in faith, pressures of the culture around them had come in on them to not continue in the same faith that they had begun with. In this instance, it was the pressure of the Jewish culture Telling them they had to trust in a style of life that, you know, where you had to do certain acts to please God, like circumcision. But Paul said, no, don't live this style of life. Those who are on the right path with God live by faith. Just as you have started in faith and trust in what God has done and what God is building, continue in faith. Do you know? In our day, there are so many different lifestyles that put pressure on us not to continue in the faith we started in. Don't, don't trust in God. Come, build security over here in money. Build comfort. Build your happiness in a different way. Don't trust in what, what God is calling you to. Trust, trust your status in different places. Build your status. Build foundations for a better status in the future. Don't trust that. Trust what's going on here in this city. Live like everybody else around you. Don't look distinct. We need to hear Paul's call again. No, no don't give up on the way you started. The righteous shall live by faith and faith looks like Abraham's life. Abraham started a family that trusted God and lived by faith and not by sight. That was his defining characteristic, that he trusted more in God than he did the world or anything our hands or fellow men could build. And God wants our style of life to be the same as this, to be the ones who display trust in him and aspire to trust in him like Abraham more each day. That we as people would trust in his voice and his call whenever and wherever that comes. Knowing that we need to follow him even when we haven't got the full picture. Trusting in his promise as you live a foreign style of life amongst those around you, that he will give you the land, that his church will be built, that Liverpool will be transformed. Being prepared to go and do things that seem reckless calling a whole raft of people to come with you because he know you know he wants to bless them and to make them into a blessing as well. Trusting him with our lives, <coughs> friends and those you don't know, and looking forward always to the city he is building that has foundations with Jesus as the cornerstone. You know, in Abraham's story, he was never put to shame. Although he didn't see it all in his life, God was never found wanting with his promises. He became the father of multitudes, just as God has promised. He was a blessing and remains so today in his example for us to follow. He showed that whenever you place your trust in God, he is trustworthy. Just as we heard in Simon's great story this morning. He stepped out not knowing. He put his faith in God. He went from here to here saying, Okay, God, I will trust you. What lifestyle? What style of life do you want to live the most? I sometimes wish Abraham's life had looked a whole lot easier. <laughs> but it's not. God says. I want my people to take my hand. I want them to come out with me on what seems like a tightrope. But I want them to know that as you do that, you're stepping into true foundations. You're stepping truly onto a rock. When you do that, what looks like sand is actually stone. And what looks like stone is actually sand. I want you to come with me, my children. I want you to be part of my family with my family traits. I have a life of adventure lined up for you that you never expected. Yes, it goes hand in hand with challenges and fights and difficulties as we step out. But I am the God of promise. And all of my promises are yes and amen. Come with me. Come with me. Come trust on the foundation, on the cornerstone that I have laid. And know that I will not be found wanting. Do not stay living like the pagans. Don't stay living like the world around you. Take on your family traits. Come with me. And I'd love just to um, pray a prayer. For those of you who maybe know your foundations need to need to shift a little bit. The word comes, the word is there because... Do you know, sometimes we're going off in this direction and God just wants to go, whoa, hang on, come back in this direction. That's why Paul said these words, hold on a minute, you're going off in this direction, come back and see this direction. It doesn't come with condemnation, yes it comes with challenge, yes it comes with awakening sometimes, sometimes it comes with force. But the idea is that God's saying like a loving father, no, 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 not that way, this way. This is where the firm foundations are for your life in an adventure of faith with me. Have you got distracted by a style of life like the Galatians did? That actually is not the style of life that I desire for you first and foremost. Come. Reposition yourself. If you know, if you know a little bit this morning that you, that you have to reposition your foundations again and what you're building just to look at what God desires in your life I want to pray for you in a second I just want to pray I want to pray as well just a a prayer for anyone who might be here Christian who aren't Christians but I'm just going to I'm just going to pray a quick prayer Lord God thank you for your word Lord God thank you that it's there to bring us direction it's there to parent us Lord Jesus Father God I pray Lord God that you would make us Uh, in lifestyle, in style of life, hungry for a life like Abraham's, Lord Jesus, Father God, that we would stand firmly on the cornerstone that you have built in Jesus Christ, Lord God, Father God, and that we would walk by faith and not by sight. Heavenly Father, building us something new by your spirit and your presence this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord God, I want to pray for those who don't know you as well. Spirit, would you speak to them now? Would you minister them now about the different city and the different way and the different foundation that you have for them to make them a blessing, Lord Jesus, and bless them in ways they haven't even imagined. Lord God, and would you call them to follow you just as you've called us all one by one to be a part of your family on your mission. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.